Welcome to the Academy of Esports Podcast. I am your host, James O'Hagan, and tonight it is not Thursday night. It is uh, We're actually recording on a Monday, and if, if this podcast gets a little silly, it's just because Bradford and I know each other so well and we cut it up. Uh, my guest today is Bradford Harris. He's the coordinator of digital innovation for All Dean ISD down there, Houston, Texas. Bradford, thank you for being a guest in the Academy of Esports Podcast today. Thank you so much. Wow. Well, I'm actually in the hot seat today. I'm in the yeah. hot seat. I'm ex- I'm excited. Well, it's been, and, it's been a long, it's been, been a long, long time coming. I was wondering, like, when when am I gonna get a chance to be in in in, in the in the Thunderdome? I'm in the Thunderdome. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that uh, you got your uh, your background going with uh, Agents of Shield. Uh, those of you who are maybe watching this or you watch this on YouTube, uh, Bradford uh, has his. This is the first time I've ever seen the background like this uh, with you because normally it's, you've got a very lovely setup at your home. I do, but uh, I do. yeah, this is this is a little different. And you're wearing a sport jacket, which is I, I, and I, I only do this for for you. It's rare. It's rare. And I I couldn't make up my mind which background to use. I have another one. I have a Justice League one too. Um, but I don't want to I don't want to mess up my OBS because you know how OBS does sometimes. So. Uh, I'm not going to do all the fancy stuff right now, but it, but yeah, I, I dressed up for you today. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and and here's the great thing about uh, again bringing in Bradford is that uh, you know Bradford isn't just uh, working for the Aldine ISD down here, Houston. He's also the chief learning officer for TechSef, and TechSef is the Texas Scholastic Esports Federation, which started. Gosh, about a year, almost a year ago now. You all it's coming up on your one year anniversary now. Yep. Um, I think uh, Danielle Johnson, who is the executive director, I think January, come the end of January or, or February ish, it will be a full year. Right. Right. And we still have a lot of stuff going on. We haven't well, stopped. We haven't, well, and, we haven't taken and, a break. Well, and this is the angle that I really, I, I really like for this podcast, Bradford, because mm-hmm. I, you and I met in Philadelphia in summer of 2019. That's when oh we gosh. we actually met face to face. But I know we connected on Twitter. We were chatting on Twitter and, and right. all the other various platforms. But uh, you have been exploring this for your school district. You, you're not one of these school districts that announces, hey, we're going to start an esports program. And six weeks later, it's like, oh, look at our league and look at our arena. I mean, you have yeah. been studying this uh for your district for uh quite a while kind of describe what it's been like i guess uh for you all as you've been working through this process over the last couple of years well uh you know honestly you know i thought about today i thought about uh what i was going to talk about today and honestly um i when when i first wanted to talk about game and esports with the district, I realized that I, I've been doing this for quite some time. I just really didn't know I was doing it. Mm. Um, it was really weird because when I was in the classroom, I taught fourth grade science and social studies. And I all I wanted to do at the end of the day was engage my students, what, what teacher doesn't. So I brought in, um, I didn't bring in my system, obviously, but I recorded like just game plan. I was telling it through Texas history. And of course, you know, what do you do when you're a teacher and you tell kids, okay, we're going to watch a video clip. Either the kids are going to get excited or they're like, okay, okay, we're going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. 
So I couldn't wait to show them that number one, a teacher plays video games. Number two, I'm showing it through Soul Calibur. And their eyes just totally lit up. Now that took me forever to recreate and do. I only did like one or two uh, fighting sequences. Mm-hmm. But this is before I was even in at tech and they all just like lit up. They were excited. And it was so funny because that was, man, like, I guess that was eight years ago, man. That's wow. been a long time, eight years ago. And I actually found it um, maybe a couple months ago, like, man, I cannot believe. It. And it's still kind of relevant because um, you see the the two players fighting and I'm telling like a little mini story and, Here's what's coming up next, blah, blah, blah. And the kids were asking, okay, what's what's next? What's next? And, oh, my God, Mr. Harris, you play video games? Yeah. I'm like, yes, I play video games. And then trans, uh, looking at that with my own kids, my kids play video games. I remember, I don't know if I told you this. I probably did. Um, when, the, when my kids were real small, preschool kids, they had those little kitty preschool video game type v small type of games where you know you can sit next to your dad sit next to your mom and play video play the xbox or playstation while they learn their abcs on a video game and so they wanted to be like they wanted to be like me and so when it was time for them to hold the xbox controller the actual xbox controller and figure out how to play the game they got frustrated and it made them upset and I was like, aha, you'll never get this. You'll never get this. So I'm going to keep playing my game. And so now they're 19 and 17. And flash forward to literally last night. And <laughs> I don't know if anybody, if y'all saw my tweet. But we're, 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 we're I'm sitting in my daughter's room and we're playing Blair Witch. <laughs> How did that go for you? Oh, my God. You know what? So those of y'all who don't know me, I love horror genre games. And um, I and the reason why I love those games is because it's what, a good horror genre video game has to be well thought out, well written, and there's a lot of puzzles that you have to solve. And if you don't do it right, obviously you're going to die, but you get to mm. go come back. But, um, you know, you're left to your own devices. And, and in that game, I'm not trying to do a plug here, but, you know, you can't fight your way through it and all you have is your a flashlight and a dog that's all you have next to you and we were up all night and i'm just watching her play and when i sit back and i watch my kids play obviously i have my teacher hat on mm-hmm. but you can hear like their critical thinking their how they are going through certain challenges how they're going back and analyzing and trying to figure out how to go through certain things. Um, it's just, it's the same thing in the classroom. My son, he don't even like to read. Uh, I'm just, I'm putting that out there. He doesn't like to read. <laughs> but when he was younger, I was playing Batman Arkham Asylum. And I said, come sit down next to me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did was, for those parents who don't know, and I don't recommend you play Batman Arkham Asylum, it, you know, I'm just putting that out there. You? a child around it depends on how old they are but you know um i put on the closed captions and i had him read the dialogue and i would pause all right what does batman have to do daddy has to do this 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 why he because he has to do this 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 okay so what is his next 
objective. What's the vocabulary here? What is this? What is this? What is this? And I said, you're reading. And teachers don't think about that at the at that particular time that, you know, reading is just, you know, open up a chapter book and you're reading page by page. But reading is also in the game. The reading is also in graphic novels. It's all over the place. So I was engaging my child. Flash forward to now where um, I saw a need for a space that uh, the students that I'm, I served it wasn't quite there. Not exactly coding, not exactly computer science, so to speak, but there was an industry that I felt that wasn't servicing um, the the people that look like me. Mm. And I said, I needed to be a part. It's not necessarily me, me in the industry, but I needed to expose kids who look like me, boys and girls, brown, black, white, whatever color you are, especially brown and black, um, to see what does this look like? What does it look like um, to be a part of this industry? And um, how do we bring that into schools? Now, I had no idea about the word scholastic esports, but I knew that this needed to be a part of our culture because people like me were not a part of it. People like me knew cheerleading, band, football, basketball, all of those things. But video games, um, James, you know, we talk about this all the time. Three, four or five years ago, if I came up to you and said, okay, let's do video games, let's do esports, the door would have been slammed in my face. And that's just, that's just being honest. You're, you're 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 going in a lot of different directions right now. I, I am going in a lot of different directions because I'm trying. I don't know how long getting, we got. But you're getting, <laughs> we. <laughs> I can't let you, you. This is not Thursday night. There's no ranting going on right I now. I know. But, that's, but let me ask you this because this is a really good. You, you've touched on a lot of really good things, especially the part about reading. You know, reading is reading. I used to work with a librarian when I first started teaching who would get comic books, and right? I would, and I kind of looked at her funny, and she goes, "Reading is reading." But let me ask you this, because you did talk about uh, briefly the, the the part about, you know, they need to see themselves, right? They they need to you 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 playing these games is important for kids to see this. Why do you think that is so important? Why do I think it's so important that they need to see themselves in the industry? Well, see, Any, like, yeah, yeah like, as you said, for uh, black and brown kids, why is it so important that they see you? I, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this to, like, you know, bait you or anything like that. No, 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 no. Just as a as a conversational question, because there's a lot of people who maybe go and are thinking like, well, why would they need to see themselves or see, you know, kids of color need to see themselves and the people who are playing the games? Well, you know, to be perfectly honest, when and it, it really I, I don't think this associates so much with black and brown kids, but sometimes when we see students playing video games, what do we see? They think that, oh, it's a waste of time. You're not doing anything with it, your life. It, it's so uh, unimportant. You need to sit down and go do your homework. You need to be reading a book. You need to be doing the typical school things. Why? Because that's another that's another generation. I mean, my own parents. Okay, you're grounded from playing Nintendo. Oh crap! You mean instead of saying okay, let's switch it up. All right, 
I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to go through how to do your homework through Nintendo. Mm. Let me show you, let me show you how you're going to learn. I mean, but again, that takes, you know, sometimes an educator hat on, but, um, it's all about exposure. I always would tell my own kids, um, for the kids that I serve, I have from eight to five to show them as much as I possibly can. Hmm. Not all districts have that. I'm not trying to throw any district under the bus, but for the kids that I serve, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, be in esports, a politician, whatever it is, I only got you from eight to five. I don't know what happens after five o'clock. Think about those districts where after after they get on the bus and go home, they're taking care of sisters, brothers, they're by themselves. They may not have any food to eat. I'm not saying that's that's all the kids in my district, but that's typical of a lot of districts. So um, I know for my kids, when they come home, it's a, it's, it's a done deal to go sit down and get on a computer and do whatever they need to do. And there's no questions asked. Uh, I mean, I always have to like do a side eye of, well, they didn't ask a parent of you got to get on this website.com to do whatever. Or they don't they don't ask about, you know, about what kind of career you want to be, you're just gonna do it. It's some it's not like that sometimes for some of the students that I serve. So sometimes for for people who look like me, I'm all they have. Um hmm. and so I want them I wanna show them as much as I possibly can. And if I'm not the expert, that's okay. Let me find somebody that is. Hey, I may not know anything about A, B, C, D, E, but let me go on literally just Google somebody and see if I can just do a hangout, a Skype or something so that they can be exposed to this because not all of our kids can be doctors, lawyers, football players, gymnasts, or whatever it is that they want to be. So what else can they be? And so I wanted to bring something like this in for me. I actually was thinking about coding and I have another uh, partner who is a program director that was is into coding. And so I kind of looked and I went, you know, I like this. I didn't tell this to her, but she kind of gets it. Uh, I love coding. I love steam. I think that's all great. But for some, that's not the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but esports and gaming kind of, fall somewhere within that ecosystem a little bit somewhere. So there is an interest there. So I wanted to expose those kids to it. There's something there. Let's take out all the scholarships and all that kind of stuff. That's obviously there. We know that's there, James. Hmm. But um, why is it that a game costs, here I go ranting, why is it a game why is it that a game costs between 60 and 90 bucks why when i go to a game shop or target or whatever i'm paying 60 to 90 dollars for a game and i'm paying even more for a dlc for more for that game for those who don't know dlc is downloadable content downloadable content absolutely and it's just more and more and more. Who's creating these? Who's who's doing all of that stuff? Why is it that I have to go and get a PS5 and not stick with just a PS3 for the rest of my life? 
Why is that? Students are asking those questions, not necessarily coding questions, but I'll, they want to be a part of what that industry, whatever that is. And so I want to bring that culture, that industry to them, and they make and they'll make the decision of I want to be a part of this part of the industry or not, or it can leverage me to something else. Well, and it's also important too, um, and, and I and I do see. Uh, this with uh, some of the elementary students that we work with in our virtual program mm-hmm. is that we have teachers myself I get in on some of these gaming sessions with the students you were talking about your students seeing you playing Soul Calibur and their eyes getting wide it's important for kids to see adults playing and there's and you said from eight to five you have those kids there you the, you don't know what happens after five o'clock between five and eight and a lot of times those kids, as you said, are going home to situations where maybe they aren't seeing play happen. And because we live in these, you know, this high stakes testing society and where there's so much pressure, and I really worry about what's going to happen when we return to school and how people are going to have this mindset of catch up that we just aren't going to play enough. And I think we need play more so than ever than we've ever needed it before. What do you think about something so like that? You, so you think we're going to end up catching up by the time we get back to whatever that normal is? No, no. That, I think there's going to be people who think we have to catch up. Like we, have Yeah, to, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. That there, There's this going to be this mindset of coming in like, okay, now we've really got to get serious. You thought No Child Left Behind was serious? Guess what? Now we're really going to get serious. And I hope we really don't do that. I hope that... You know, people realize that play is the work of childhood, much more than doing math or science. And it sounds like, uh, what do you, what are your, what are your thoughts? You got to be vocal. Um, so within this, I'm gonna just call it like what it is: this COVID hybrid, concurrent, whatever it is, whatever you, is you want to call it, space where everybody is seeing all these great tools, and kids are finally. I'm not going to say that. Let me not say that. Kids are somewhat getting engaged. They're, be, they're being on the computer. And, and when they get back to whatever that normal is and te- teachers and administrators or whoever finally say, okay, now we can get back and focus on testing and get back to, okay, let's get, let's get the expo market right on the board. No, you have to realize now for those kids, you just expose them to, to something that they haven't seen before. Yes, we've all been on Zoom, Google Hangouts and all that stuff. We've, we've been exposed to it. But are you honestly thinking, and I'm not saying you particularly, James, because you know this. Are you honestly thinking that it's okay for students to go back to, let me just write this on the board. I want you to think about, and I saw this picture in one of our, in, in, in a tweet I saw, think about that kindergartner who's going to school for the very first time and all they know is virtual. They've mm-hmm. never seen a classroom. All they know is, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm, I've seen one picture I saw was a, a pretty little girl in nice dress, got dressed up like going to school but she went to the living room, sat down and laptop, just like how we're doing right now. Next year, okay, now I got to go back to school. Where's my lap? Where's my laptop? Where's my Chromebook? Where's my touchscreen? And I'm not so much worried about the webcam, but okay, now I got paper. Now I got this. Now I got to look on the board. Like, where's my instant feedback? Of course, a first grader is not going to say that, right. but 
you know, now you're losing some of those kids who thought this was this was the norm that I had at home. Now I got to be retrained again. And now I got to look at all of these papers. I'm not saying that we have to totally go back, but you have to stop. You have to start to think um, we can't totally go back to the way we uh, used to be. Now you've gotten the kids hooked into something. Yeah, it may have been too much, um, too fast or too little or whatever you want to call it. But now you have to start taking a step back and go, okay, how do we keep this type of momentum going? Because we can't go back to the way it used to be. We can't expect our teachers to go back to the way it used to be. No, we're not asking everybody to be a streamer. No, we're not. But we're looking at how are we going to engage these students more? We can no longer have them sitting in rows and expect them to look at a board, whether that be chalkboard or whiteboard, and be in, be engaged like they thought like they thought they used to be. It's not going to work anymore. Does that mean that you have to bring in games and stand on top of the table and be you know Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus? No, you don't. But you have to start thinking about how you're going to change up your instruction in the classroom. Uh, principals, administrators, same thing when you're doing it with your staff. Your staff have seen things now. They're exposed to certain things. Um, are you going to deliver this the same faculty meeting or the same instruction um, that you did beforehand? Uh, once you're back, okay, we're all back now. So everybody, let's go in the cafeteria and let's let let me give you all of these packets. Are, are, oh. are we going to go back to that? <laughs> did I make you mad? You but did a little it, bit. <laughs> you said packets. I'm just thinking like, oh gosh, you know, you have every if. I know in our school district, every child's going to have a device. And the big question, you know, a lot of teachers are asking, they're like, well, this is great, but they're going to get to keep them from school. Yes, they are going to keep mm-hmm. them from school. And, and I wonder how many teachers are just going to go back to the packets when, when they, again, they've been doing this for so long and just how, how is, you know, there's, there's, there's a comfort in having your classroom. There right? is. You know, there's a flow, there's a, there's a routine that a lot of people, you know, I'm an educator for over 20 years. I I haven't been in the classroom in a long time, but you know, I would imagine that somebody who has been having, who's had their routine for 20 years, who's had it uh, adjusted recently, we shall say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. isn't pining a little bit to get back to the way things were. And I hope we're out for those of us who have been out, my school district has been out since March of last year, that there are some who just are now going, you know what? It doesn't have to be this big, scary thing anymore. Just like with instruction, it doesn't have to be big and scary online, you know, if if we take a lot of it online. And I hope too that there are other uh, administrators and athletic directors who are looking at esports in a whole different light now, realizing that, oh my gosh, wait a second, during this whole time, we've had kids connect in ways and play in spaces that we've never seen them play before. Whether it's you know, a game of Rocket League or, you know, in the case of uh, Miss Sue Ellen Cron, who's one of who is our uh, elementary uh, virtual teacher or Miss Giannis using Among Us as a way to engage kids to play and to teach them how to raise their hands and getting them socializing and getting them talking together. Uh, those are the things I think that are going to hopefully carry into whatever this next phase of education is going to be in our country uh, going forward. I agree with that. And looking at 
I, I will tell you this: the esports, and we we talk about this all the time too, uh, James. Beyond just the player itself, the way you can bring that ecosystem into education. So when we had our conference um, for to technology curriculum conference at Aldine in October, um, for those of you guys who don't know, I held that esports strand and. Um, okay. I'm, I'm only laughing because <laughs> the, the memory I have from that is at the end of it. Cause I just kept talking and talking and talking and I wasn't going to let anybody stop me, which is usually it's flipped the other way, Bradford. Usually you're the one who's talking and talking and talking and not letting everybody get. Well, you had to have, you had to have your final say in Texas. Just so if I don't say anything else in Texas, I'm going to say this. And everybody behind me was like, okay, we're about to go to the next one. And he's like, and if you, and if y'all don't remember this, I mean, he was preaching. I mean, you sound like uh, you sound like my other friend Joe Marquez, just preaching and preaching and preaching. I, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> but uh, I get it. But no, it, I, I was telling a, I, I was in one session and I was trying to explain the ecosystem for those who didn't get it. I said, you know, attendees, you are in the ecosystem right now. Technically, those who are listening to this right now live, you're part of the ecosystem right now that you are the you're listening to this streaming um technically you, uh james you're part of your i you're the it you got this all set up marketing you tweeted this out or whatever it is that you had to do um i'm part of the audience uh, all that kind of stuff there there there's esports all around this and i even explained it to um one of my directors when we were doing the conference and look around you like yes this is the conference but this is the ecosystem right here. Look at all of the digital learning specialists running a stream right now. Funny through what Streamyard. So and so so they were just like looking like, oh yes, you know you're running through Streamyard, and I'm running mine through Twitch, and I'm and I'm telling them different things. And there's IT over there. So if IT if something's going wrong, I can pull IT support. Hey, we did the marketing for this, this, this. It's the same thing. Think about the teacher in the classroom. An ordinary, let's say, math teacher. Your math teacher is doing esports. What do you mean they're doing esports? They got to market their lesson. They got to put it in a learning management system. They got to stream it into Zoom or Google Hangouts. They got to engage or interact constantly. They're mm-hmm. already doing it. The only thing they haven't, the only thing they haven't done is just put out a controller and just do this. Everything mm-hmm. else, everything else is cake. That, I mean, I say that, you know, I say that loosely, but once I explain it in those terms, I go, oh, okay, so it's not as difficult as as we make it out to be. I said, no, it's not. And you but, didn't even talk about a game in any of that. You talked I about did not talk e- about a game. Everything around on the periphery of the ecosystem you talked about, but you didn't even talk about the gamer or the games at the core of it. No, no. We're always a part of the ecosystem every, every single day. The especially With these COVID times, you, you are in the ecosystem. And hey, even with, like, let's throw, and I hate to do shameless plugs with uh, with EdTech stuff, like a Brain Pop or Flipgrid or any of those, ga- those uh, EdTech tools that have games in them. If you just add that in there, bam! There, there's your esports right there. I mean, it's to a to a degree. So once I say it in those terms, I go, oh, I get it. Now, of course, there's other things that you got to add, like the leaderboard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
once I put it in those terms, I go, okay, this makes more sense. But as you talked about earlier, uh, earlier in uh, in the session, um, it took me a long time to get here. It took me a long time for for me to explain this is what this is. Not uh, not just because they dismissed it. It was because I also had to really learn that for myself and explain it to them in that way. I had to explain it to, I, I couldn't just say esports and gaming is awesome. I love it. And you should love it too. I had to be able to sit down and talk to administrators and explain it in those terms and how it can engage your students, the teachers, and how a kid bring more attendance in and then, oh, here's the scholarships here. Here's this, here's this, here's this. And so now the eyebrows are raised. And yes, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, it did take me a long time to get here. I don't even, I don't know what this is going to look like a month from now or a year from now, but I'm at a different place than I was three years ago when I was like, oh my God, why can I do this? I'm so impatient. Why can't I have this next week? But I have learned and, and, and you all tell me, like, I, I'm so patient. I'm doing it very slow. That took a lot of prayer. Well, let's, <laughs> let's set this up a little better for people. So you've been evaluating esports for your school district for about three years now, right? Yes. Yeah. And and this was going to be the year that you were going to launch, wasn't it? Wasn't this going to be the year or was it is or was there not a launch plan just yet? There wasn't. OK, so. You know what? Not I'm glad you mentioned that. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Okay, so the story Probably behind will do that to people, so don't worry. Um, the story behind that was I did have somebody. Um, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with with the teacher. The teacher just you know moved on to greener pastures, moved on to another district. But I was like, yes, I have somebody that number one understood what esports was, whether that be scholastic or professional knew what was on discord. I didn't have to do much. So it was like, okay, just right click, copy, paste. Mm. And all, and all I had to do was just kind of just tweak some things, kind of fine tune it. Here's the product. So technically you're right, James, I was good to go, but then what happened? Mm, I got to move. So then I was back to square one, even the principal, she got promoted. So like I couldn't talk to anybody. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm stuck. So I'm like, okay, I'll have to figure this out. But um, luckily, because of all of the backing and research that I did, my friend who I talked about that that does uh, coding, she was like, look, um, I see your passion in this. Um, I want to help you. Um, and that's the biggest thing, too. Um, when somebody sees your drive and your passion and your research and the way you speak it and walk it and talk it, they're going to support you. So she's like, I want to be able to provide a virtual club. Does esports fit in that? I said, absolutely, it does. You tell me what you want. You know, if it's going under you, you tell me what you need. You tell me how it can work. I will follow your lead. You are the program director. I can tell you what all rules can apply you let me know and you said great let's let's have a conversation and and so that's how i ended up with um two um gentlemen piloting it um right now okay um so yeah but 
um, backtracking to all of that, um, I had to really, really um, do the groundwork and the and the footwork. And I know a lot of people thought, oh well, he just it's, he's he's just gonna fall off. It, he he's not gonna pay attention to it. But I didn't stop. Um, there was something in me that's like, okay, I need to keep going. I don't know if it was because of uh, I need to do this for the kids or because I love it or whatever. It, it was something that I, I guess it was a need that really needed to be there. And I kept hounding my director, not, not for, not because we need to do this tomorrow. It was more of here is the research. Look at what I'm, look at what, this going on in these schools. Look at who I'm talking to. Look at how I'm tweeting. Look at what I'm saying. Look at where I'm participating. And finally, at some point, it was like, all right, man, you, you go go for it because you're obviously not stopping. <laughs> and so I'm gonna to have to support you in some way, shape, or form. But it's 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 a it's a it's a a breath of fresh air, if you will. Oh, God, it's a terrible phrase. <laughs> it, but it, what I like about you is, again, there's a lot of people who rush to implement. They rush to throw together a league. They rush together to, to throw together a, mm-hmm. you know, a conference or a state association without really thinking about what they're getting into. It, it's like you're you're navigating things how, I guess, traditionally we navigate things. You know, you take a year. School districts typically will, when they're looking at, Let's say tech, let's take textbook evaluation, right? Okay. We will we will take a whole year to evaluate textbooks and then we'll pilot those materials and then we do full implementation. So you're looking at at least two years. That doesn't You're looking happen. at a dream scenario now. That that really happens now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you but that's that's how we have done things. Right. Versus Getting that email in August that says you better sign up for esports because you're missing out, and teachers freaking out and having the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, and implementing a program from you know throwing IT under the bus, saying IT we have to have all these things, get it to us between August and September when you got all the other things going on, mm-hmm. and then get into a conference or get into you know whatever association you are with. And come October or November, you're burned out because you didn't know what you were getting into, number one. And number two, the kids didn't know what they were getting into. The exp- There's so many potential pitfalls. And I'm not trying to scare people off, but I think the lesson that, that I've seen is that um, you have really done an excellent job, again, of trying to get all questions answered. And you've also put your money where your mouth is to... Uh, become the chief learning officer for TechSef, an organization that is a nonprofit organization for the state of Texas, which isn't a small state. I mean, you have a big task in front of you with a lot of schools. What has uh, in the last because it's only almost been a year now. What have you seen just from your experience with TechSef that maybe has informed you or helped you with with preparing your school district for this turn to esports? Um, What I have seen. Hmm. Me personally hmm. is I've seen a lot of trust in districts coming to us. And I'll just be honest because, okay, so we're both kind of in the same roles. I think you're, you're, you're more higher than I am, but, um, but we're, we're, we're both directors. We're, <laughs> uh, and you, but, you gotta, I, you're, you're, how big is your school district? 
Oh, Lord Jesus. Um, it is, uh, we serve over, um, Lord, I hope my, my, uh, my, um, the director is watching because I always love this. It's like over, I always say like over what, 8,000 kids, something like that. That's probably okay. a wrong number. It's a huge number. I always mess up with numbers. So, but it's, it's, it's a huge district. Okay. It's huge. So, I'll probably have to go back on the uh, uh, go open up that text and say, okay, this is the actual number, but it's a it's, 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 it's a huge number. But um, so I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> but what, what's what's the things that have have that you've learned through TechSF that has informed your work with? All oh, okay, I'll tell you. It the every time we talk to a teacher, or a director, a principal. No matter who it is, there's trust. Um, you and I both have experience talking with vendors. Oh, yeah. um, and um, I always tell teachers, vendors are, will sell you the sun and the moon and the stars. Sorry, vendors, you know it is what it is, and I get it because you got a you got a business to run. I get mm-hmm. it. So uh, when a vendor show, uh, sells you uh, sells you X Y Z, they're gonna show you sell you everything that's going to work, mm-hmm. but you don't know if it's going to work for your classroom, or for your district, or for whatever. So you you don't know. So they don't know your students. They don't know your state as like like they think they know your state. Um, they don't know your mission and vision. Mm-hmm. We at TechSF. We understand, number one, our state standards. We understand um, our teachers. We understand our students. We understand that there's a a diverse uh, population of students and teachers. And so um, we'd rather take the hit from vendors coming to us and and them selling us whatever they're going to sell. And we say, no, back up because... We want. We need to be able to do this, 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 and this before you talk to anybody, before you talk to any of our teachers, before you talk to any of our principals, whoever. Mm-hmm. You you need to have these things. So that's kind of how we we market ourselves to our to to Texas schools. We let them know that hey, we, number one, we're educators just like you. Uh, after we get off of this phone call, principals, teachers, whoever, we got a class to run. We we got a great papers. We got to run a department. We're not going back into uh, a building and um, think and, and running something else. We literally have something else to do. So we're still in the trenches. I don't know how long, but uh, <laughs> the way the way things are going. But um, we're still we understand the teachers and there's a tr- and there's a trust. So and then what we're very open about too is. If you want to go to the play versus and the HACLs and whatever you want to go to, that's perfectly fine too. We don't care. Um, we're still here for you. Just know that number one, if you're looking for standards, if you're looking for alignment, if you're looking for cur- curriculum and structure, and if you're looking for somebody that's literally in your backyard that you can contact with a two eight one, an A three two, or whatever your area code is. Why does it? What does this suddenly become a ludicrous song? <laughs> but but uh, I'm being honest. I'm keeping real. I've been telling people, do you want me to uh, be honest? Honest, or you want me to lie to you? But, <laughs> But it's a breath. It's a breath of fresh air when people 
when we say those things because think about all those ed tech companies where, okay, we really like what you have to say, but it's hard to get in contact with you. It's mm. hard to provide PD. And the great thing about all of us is we're dispersed all over Texas. We're not just all in Houston. We're not just all in Dallas. We're not and, just all in Galveston. And gender diverse, racially diverse, geographically diverse. Your school districts are diverse in size. I mean, you all, you know, you know, I know Danielle Johnson, your uh, the president of the organization. She says she's always she always gets panicky whenever she goes somewhere and it looks like a family reunion, right? <laughs> right. And Texas right. does not look like a family reunion for, unless your family is I don't know what family it would be, but all adopted or something. I don't know, but oh yeah, well let's 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 hit on that too. When you when you look at our when you look at our pictures, we're all. We all come from obviously different backgrounds, different ethnicities, um, genders, positions. So we can talk. We can talk to anybody and make make you feel comfortable. One of the other things that I always say too is, we fit esports for you, not the other way around. So we don't have a cookie cutter package. If like most of the other ones do, I'm not going to name any names, but. You know, if if you want to do this as a club, do it as a club. If you want to do this as a full-fledged program, do it as a full-fledged program. If you want to add it as something as a class, do it as a class. We can work with we can work with you. We'll help you out. And one may be completely different than the other. That's okay. When you say those words, James, they're like, oh, okay, well, let me take a step back. Oh, so I don't have to do it like so-and-so over here no if all it is if you're just trying to put esports in google classroom and watch videos fine let's mm-hmm. let's start there if you want to do esports using monopoly game pieces and uno let's go ahead and do that i mean let's just wherever, wherever you're at one of the things i always tell vendors when i talk to vendors is number one i don't have any money so what can you do for me <laughs> you know i i love when they hit us up especially the uh the esports companies, the the what you know, they, I don't know, because again, I don't think a lot of them have educators on staff or have even talked to no. educators. No, but they they love to hit us up in like October, November, December. Hey, you should just sign up for this. Uh, my budget's been spent since August. Like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna tell you, I have a problem with that. Um, I have a huge problem with that, and that's something that they need to work on because we both get these emails all the time was in a meeting last week with our, with our tech board members. And I said, you know, I'm okay with getting these, but here's the problem. And I hope that they're listening to this. Hmm. When we get these emails about, you know, purchasing equipment, going to these camps, that's great. However, when you send it in late October, November, December, like you said, James, budget has already been spent. And if it's a camp, that camp better be affordable because mm-hmm. I cannot send to my teachers, to my parents, an awesome camp. But put, oh, because the camps are so awesome on paper. You can mm-hmm. learn how to do this. You can do this. Can't, uh, esports for uh, for girls. Da, 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 da. It's great. It's awesome on paper. But then in two weeks, you got to pay $500. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I I can't give that to a teacher to give to a parent. They gotta. They they're working on buying Christmas gifts right now or birthday gifts or whatever. But you gotta have two weeks to get it, and there's no scholarships. Come on, I, I get those all the time, and even and don't get me started if it's virtual. Obviously, we're in COVID, but it's even virtual, and you can't even cut that in half. Mm-hmm. So, I have a huge problem with some of them when they say we have these things for you. But it's gonna cost you. Well, then, then it's not for me. Then it's for people. It's for those. It's for those private schools, or it's for those people who already have the money, who are already gonna get those scholarships, who are already gonna be on those magazines, and um, who are already gonna have uh, a leg up versus my other kids. I thought about this, James, and I'll just put it out there. All this stuff flooded my head when I did because I did not know what questions you were gonna ask me. I didn't but, give you any heads up because usually we're pretty good off the cuff. We just go. I know. But for the students that I serve, if I got one of those pamphlets that said, come to our esports, whatever it is, XYZ, and it and it's costing this, and it has a white male on it, a a white male. Uh, at the age of 16 and I give that to my teacher that teacher may dismiss that Hmm. because number one doesn't look like it doesn't look like them Mm -hmm. the the it costs way too much and even some of the kids that I serve may dismiss them going what is this it's esports it's gaming don't you like games I don't know what that is I'm not going to participate in that but it's games. You play video games all the time. I see you playing in the classroom, but I don't do what that kid does. I mean, those, those are honest conversations that kids will say. And it's, no, all, what, it's, well, it's horrible. Well, and it's important you say that because I've had a lot of conversations with people outside the education sphere. We have a lot of education, professional development, and we have a lot of conversations around making sure that what we do is is racially, culturally diverse, or at least we should be having those conversations. Yeah. Talking about, you know, gender pronouns and LGBTQ issues and things like that. Uh-huh. And I and I got into a conversation recently with uh, somebody in the medical field okay. uh, about people being able to see themselves in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even somebody in this country. It was somebody from out of this country. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a United States thing where we are because of the society that we are trying to build, where, again, everybody is we're trying to build a society that's equal for everybody, brings everybody together. You know, that, you know, place for all the refugee families and, and all that other stuff, the shining light on the hill, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I think around the world, I hope that this, what we are doing in education, what we are saying to them, we're saying to professional organizations, we're saying to companies, hey, you have to market to everybody because the demographics of gaming says that everybody should be playing this. Right. That when we look at panels, when we look at discussions, when we look at literature, when we look at pamphlets, when we look at invitations to participate, they have to be representative of everybody. And I Absolutely. don't and I don't think people outside of the education sphere, it's getting better. It's not great. It's getting right. better. But right. I think there's a lot of people who still don't get that message. 
representation does matter in the gaming industry. I will tell you, um, my daughter plays. I don't know if you know what Genshin Impact is, but um, what game? Say again. It's called. I think it's called Genshin Impact. It's a okay. So she got super excited when she got a character, but it was. Of uh, it was of darker skin, but it wasn't. It wasn't black, but the skin was darker. Hmm. And she's like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm glad. I, I mean, I ha- I like all my other characters, but I'm glad I have this character because it's much darker." And I went, "Hmm." I said, "Okay." And so I keep harping on why I love create a character um, games because I like making people in my image. So that's why when I talk to people and I'll put them, I'll put them out there too, the Fortnite people creative at the creative people in Fortnite. I said, you know, why don't you I think it's great that when you start the game, you end up who you have, boy, girl, dog, cat, whoever you play with. But why don't you have a part where you can create somebody that looks like you? Um I don't care if you don't have all the equipment, just I can I have somebody that looks like me? And they said, Oh, I never really thought about that. I'm like, yes, you need to have in the Korean mother that they they said, I never yeah. thought about that. I'm like, yes, that's important. And then somebody they, not in the uh, not in the Fortnite crew said, you know, well, we want to I, I think that's good too, but we want to make people uh get uh have a feeling of being uncomfortable with what they have. I said, you know what? I get that too. I understand that wholeheartedly, but there is something to be said for somebody creating a character that looks exactly like them going through a situation. Um, You can easily get, you know, a girl and say, oh yeah, I feel uncomfortable being a girl, but typically in the gaming industry, you get a Caucasian girl. Or you and you know you keep going. Why can't you get someone um, that looks exactly like you, or someone that you identify with? That's where you start, and then you move forward from there. Mm-hmm. So um, I always kind of push that envelope when I when I talk to people in the gaming industry, and I say, "What are you doing for people or games that look?" like me besides your Maddens, besides your NBA 2Ks or whatever. Where where are those games that where are those people in those industries that look like me so I can go back and tell my students, you can do this too, or you can have a character that looks exactly like you mm. doing those adventure type games because that's important. That's why I think some kids think that mm, this is not for me. I'm not really interested in, in being a part of that because they don't see, you just said it, they don't see themselves in that environment, whether it's make-believe or real. Mm-hmm. They don't see themselves in there. So some of them get this, dismiss it. You know, I think that I think that's a really important point that you're making. And I, I'm definitely going to clip that. Uh, this part of the conversation and share this out because I think again that there's a lot of people who need to hear that again there's a lot of us not in education and and, and how we present this message to people also needs to be I don't want to say carefully done and I don't I don't want to hit them over the head with a hammer doing it either but it needs to be introduced in a way that you realize 
not everybody is coming equipped for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Even myself, uh, somebody was asking me recently about, well, why is it important to have women on the panel when we're talking about something like this? And I said, you know, I know, I know that we need to. I can't say why not, not because I don't, not, not that I, it was more of a, I'm not, a, I'm not a female. So I can't say exactly why it is. I can guess and I can, I can argue for it that we need to, again, show just how broad this tent is and show just how welcoming and open that it is. But at the same time, why don't you ask some women why it is that they need, or why don't you ask some people of color why it is you have to have representation or why is it important for them to see themselves? And again, I think you've done a pretty good job of showing that even with kids, even with just the most mundane things, if they don't see themselves in it, then it's hard for them to want to be a part of it. Right? And absolutely. And the reason why you can't answer that or you kind of, I'm not going to say refuse to answer that is because your answer is not going to hold as much weight as a woman answering that. Sure, you can answer a woman needs to be on the panel because X, Y, Z. But does that hold as much weight as a woman coming in saying a woman needs to be on this panel because da 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 da? Yeah. Your your answer doesn't hold as much weight. It just it may put a check mark on the box. Sure. Okay. James said James White male said a woman needs to be on the panel. Let's find let's find a woman. But mm-hmm. then what does that but then what does that do? That actually might make it worse because James, James O'Hagan, white male says a woman needs to be put on the panel. What that 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 is gonna make it worse because they're just gonna find somebody that you don't know what their credentials are, but hey, that's a woman. But it's better than <laughs> it, well, I, I won't say it makes it worse because it's better than ignoring it. That's and true. It's better than it's better than not saying anything at all. The term that I heard somebody say recently was uh, diversity chasing, that you're diversity Mm. chasing. And I'm like, am I, though? Because I can name you. And I think this is part of the education and understanding the space that we're in is developing relationships with people who we know can speak to a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I've called on people in this sphere Uh, across the gamut to help me with my own conversations to help me educate me because I don't necessarily see everything right out the gate. I remember when we had the gamer girl uh, controversy, right? Not, Mm -hmm. not, uh, not gamer gate or girl, girl gate. (laughs) They were were doing the gamer girl video game. Yeah. And it was like Carrie and Danielle. And I think Angelique, and it was like, explain to me why this is bad. Like, I just want because it looks creepy just as it is. But why is this bad? And I can, again, speak to it. And you can put me on a panel. I could talk about it all day. But it again, as you just said, it checks a box, doesn't carry weight as much weight as actually talking to the person. And I think we need to have uh, more of those conversations. And hopefully this podcast and, again, the work that we do on Thursday nights with the Esports EDU chat helps to, again, bring diversity of voices into the space and, and introduce people to new ideas. Bradford, <clears throat> I can't believe this because the time always goes by so quickly when you and I are chatting. We've, all, we've almost been doing this for an hour, and you didn't even you didn't even rant hard tonight. But well, you told me to calm. You told me to calm it down. So I didn't I, tell you to calm it down. When did I say calm it down? Well, no, you didn't say that. Well, I, look, I was trying. I'm trying to be professional. So. You're always professional, my friend. But let me ask you this: 
if people want to connect with you, people want to hear more about you, other than on Thursday nights at seven, no, six thirty p.m. Central Time, uh, where else can people connect with you? Okay, so you can connect with me on Twitter at EdTetTinker. And I'm slowly but surely you guys working on my website. So you can either follow me on Twitter, EdTetTinker, or just go to EdTetTinker.com. Uh, uh, it has all of my other information there. Very good. Very good. Uh, any other final thoughts for this e- this uh, podcast episode? Um, you guys, just I always say... Um, representation matters um james thank you for allowing me to speak my piece um <laughs> i didn't uh, even use my sound effects for this tonight either <laughs> no you did not no you did not um there is something said about taking your time and taking it slow trust me i'm one of those people who are very impatient just ask my wife <laughs> um but um when you do the research and you take it slow and you look at things from all angles, um, you will have a a quality product. I don't care if it's esports or education or whatever it is. Take your time. It will happen. Trust me. I'm living proof of that. Bradford Harris, the Ed Tech Tinker, uh, Director of Innovation for Aldean ISD down near Houston and Chief Learning Officer for TechSeth. Thank you for being a guest on the Academy of Esports podcast today. Thank you so much. That will do it for this week on the Academy of Esports. I've been your host, James O'Hagan. Esports are organized competitive video games allowing schools to redefine their athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, promote good physical and mental health, increase collegiate scholarship pathways, and play games. We can never forget the importance of play. The mission of the Academy of Esports is to support these ideals. The vision of the Academy of Esports is for all students to experience the fun and joy of playing competitive video games. You may follow me on Twitter at Jim O'Hagan. That's at J-I-M-O-H-A-G-A-N and through the Academy of Esports account at T-A-O Esports It's a great way to get the latest blog posts, podcast episodes, and news coming out of esports and education. And remember, you can continue your engagement by going to www.taoesports.com. You can also connect through Facebook at www.facebook.com slash taoesports. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our time again next week.